it's on. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to... Oh, come on. It's Christmas week. All of the Advent candles are almost lit. So we're going to try that again. I'm going to come over here. Walk back. Good morning, everyone. There we are. Christmas week. It's great. There's the bell. Okay, we're ready to go. We'll wait for that to finish. So with that, why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, as always, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them to Trinity today. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for the fourth Sunday in Advent. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Slutton the organists, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and the acolytes are Will Goodman and Danica Yelinek. Today's order of service can be found at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by the funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. taking your seats, we will begin our worship today with a pre-service announcement before prayer. Uh, Today is the first Sunday that we have uh, in use uh, a new member to the sanctuary. You may have noticed that on the outside, on the Right-hand side, just as you were about to walk in, uh, is the kids' activity bag tree. Um, if you are a child uh, of around that um, age, inside of those bags you will find um, age-appropriate um, things uh, for them to do, uh, service-appropriate things for them to do during the services here on Sunday. So that is, again, right outside of the uh, doors here on the right-hand side over here. And so let's begin our service today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, as we pause here this morning, as we take a breath or two or three from the busyness of this season, we thank you that you have called us here. Lord, help us to to remember, remind us, Lord, that it is being here that is the real reason for why we are even here. (laughs) Lord, that... um, 
that your Holy Spirit, uh, with the joy of Advent and soon to be Christmas in our hearts, Lord, has called us here. Lord, we pray for, uh, we pray that the peace that surpasses all that our minds can do would fill each of us, not only this day, but every day. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. busy holiday season. Receive these words. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. 
My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for the Lord there is steadfast love. And he will redeem Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted up, lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his people's place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. This is the word of our Lord. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Today's special music is presented by the men's glee, Go Rest High. On, go tell it on the mountain, accompanied by Carol Kleibecker.
be Christmas without that song. Uh, time for the children's message. Uh, come up, children, and bring your mighty mites. Today's children's message is presented by Amanda Benning. when you buy something from Walmart and you get home and you find out that it's broken, what do you do? Cordell? Oh, he says you ship it back. Well, before we had shipping and we just went to the store to go buy our things and we got all the way home and realized it was broken, what would we have to do with it then? We'd have to drive it back to the store, right? When you take that broken item back to the store, where do you take it to? I'm showing my age a little bit here. They have no idea what I'm talking about. So if something used to in the old days, if something was broken, you would take it back to something called the service desk at Walmart, okay? You would take it up to this little desk in the front, and you would say, this item is broken, and they would try and help you either return your item for what you really wanted that wasn't broken, or they would give you your money back. Thank you, Miss Mia. Um, so, but was that person who would help you at the service desk, were they the owner of the Walmart? No. no. Sometimes that, that person wouldn't be able to help you and they would have to call over a manager and that manager would try and help you and sometimes they can help you and sometimes they can't help you. Is that manager the owner of the Walmart? No. No. Um, the owner of the Walmart is actually someone named, he's passed away now, but his name was Sam Walton. He was the owner of the very first Walmart a long, long time ago, back in the olden days, there was only one Walmart. Can you imagine that? Now we have billions all over the world, Walmarts. But there used to be one Walmart, and Sam Walton was the owner of that Walmart. And he worked really hard to hire people 
that loved Walmart just as much as he did. And he hired managers and associates and people to work in his store that felt the same way that he did about customer service and about the products that they offered at Walmart, okay? He wanted to make sure everyone felt like him about Walmart. Well, today, we heard in the Old Testament a verse about who the owner is of everything in the world. Who is that? Who is that, Gracie? God. He's the owner of everything in the world. How do we know that? Not just because it told us in that verse in Psalm in the Old Testament, but what do we see in Genesis? At the very beginning of the Bible, what do we see in Genesis? Okay. There was some joy in the very beginning of Genesis. What happened? What did, what did God do? It tells us right there in the Bible that God created everything. Everything. You, me, the clothes that you have on, the house that you live in, your parents, our church, our school, those presents that are, you are getting ready to open in a couple of days. Okay? Everything that we have is a gift from God. And he is the owner of everything, and he tells us to be good stewards of those things. Do you know what that word steward means? That means you don't own it, but you're going to take care of it, okay? Um, So as Christians, we need to be good stewards of everything that God has given us, all right? We need to help our mom and dad take care of our house so that it's nice and clean, so when we invite people over, uh, they feel comfortable in our house, and maybe we can talk to them about God. We need to uh, use our toys to share with other little boys and girls, because that might make them happy, right? And maybe we can tell them about God and all the wonderful things that we know about him. As we get ready to go into this Christmas season, uh, I don't want you to think about Sam Walton and Walmart, but I want you to think about God and how everything that we have is truly a gift from him. And are we really doing everything we can to take care of everything that he's given us? Are we being good stewards of what he has given us? All right, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Lord, we are so thankful um, for the opportunity that we have to be stewards of you. We love you so much and help us to do everything that we can um, to show your love and shine your light in the world. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 1, beginning at the first verse. Paul, a servant of of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, 
including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the first chapter. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgins shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated.
all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was just read, specifically verse 1 of Psalm 24, which reads, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the people who dwell in it, and everything. The moment is coming, in the next couple of days, that young parents dread, that parents of young children dread. Their child receives a gift from a loved one, and it's great and it's wonderful, and they are so thankful, truly, to have received that gift. And the child rips open the paper, pulls out some more paper, whatever else is in it, and finally receives whatever the gift inside of the box is. And there's that split second where the parent is hovering over the child and waits for a nanosecond for the child to say, thank you. Because if they don't say it within a nanosecond, what do we as parents say? What do you say? And you hope and you pray that they just say it on their own without you having to prompt them. Because if they don't say it, then what do they think? Well, they're not raising their child very nicely, are they? Hmm. They obviously are not teaching their child to be thankful. Hmm. It's such a dreadful experience because you, you know that they are thankful and you want them to show appreciation and to give thanks to the person that gave them that gift, but it's so hard to wait the extra second, isn't it? For them to say what you hope that they will say, which is thank you, because if they don't say it right or appropriately or, oh my gosh, the worst thing ever is, I already have this. <sighs> you're like, and you're like, MJ, we talked about this in, in the car ride on the way over. No, but it's just awful, and it can be so mortifying because you just want them to just say thank you and to be appreciative and to just do what you want them to do. This is what it's like when you, when you own something. We don't... We know that we don't own our kids. God, God does, but they are ours. We, we have um, created them. We have raised them. And we want them to, to show appreciation. And by the way, just a, a side note, it's really hard to raise children to be decent members of society. It just is. We're all doing our best. All of us have. So just put that over here. Okay, now, back to what we were talking about. We created them. They belong to us in the sense of they live with us and we provide for them and we care for them. And when they don't do the things that we want them to do, it's really embarrassing. And it's hard. And, isn't it, and it occurred to me with this verse from Psalm 24, verse 1, again, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Another way to say that is the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. How often do we as children of God do not behave 
Do not think the things that he wants us to. Do not say the things that he wants us to. And do not do the things that he wants us to. How often does that, does that happen? Well, it happens every day. And for some reason, during this holiday season that is supposed to be so magical and so wonderful, and it is, but man, is it stressful. It's the finances, it's the relationships, it's the, 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 the trying to create more than 24 hours in a day to get everything done and to get everybody seen. And what does that do? Well, it causes stress. And it causes anxiety. And it causes moms and dads to start picking at one another. And it starts kids to just, for some reason, it seems like there's a full moon out every night. And they're just crazy. Climbing up the walls. And it causes stress. It's hard. And it's not just family stuff, but it's work stuff. It's, it's um, extended family stuff. And what begins to happen is that, and it happens to all of us, it's happened to me, that sin gets the best of us, and suddenly, when we want to have a long temper, we don't. When we want to have good thoughts, we don't. When we want to say the things that we know God wants us to say, we don't. Because sin does get the better of us. And what begins to happen is that we think the opposite of what Psalm 24 verse 1 says. And again, it says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. But suddenly what begins to happen, and not just during this season, but throughout the rest of the entire year, you and I begin to think that we don't belong to God and instead we just sort of belong to ourselves. And we forget that we actually don't belong to ourselves. There is nothing that we have that is not ours, especially our bodies, especially us, created beings of God the Father. And we can can see this, we can tell when these kinds of things happen. In the things that we say, in the things that we say to, whether it's people that we know or people that we don't know, It can be as simple as getting really upset as that guy on Interstate 44 who is in the passing lane and he's just sort of cruising along at like 50. (laughs) And he won't get over. What do I do? I speed around him. Because I get tired of it and I get angry. It's like, come on, I'm trying to get to where I'm going. Where I'm going is clearly far more important than where you are. It can be as simple as that and as small as that. And as large as losing your temper with your kids and saying something that's really hurtful and you don't mean, but you say it anyway, or losing your temper with your spouse and saying something that you don't mean, but it really hurts, Maybe you've even gotten angry with God and had sort of those heart-to-heart conversations with him and you were very angry with him about whatever it is that has been happening in your life. It's the things that, that we do or don't do. I mean, I don't know how many people are in church here today, but it's not full. 
It'll be full, pretty full on Christmas Eve. But it's not full. Bible class is not full. Sunday school is not full. And you would think that during this Christmas season, during any season, during any Sunday, that of all of the places that we would want to be, we would be here. But it doesn't happen. Thank you, by the way, to all of you who are here today. I hope that you come back every Sunday. And it's also in the things that we think, too. Some of us just don't let out our inner monologue, thank God. (laughs) But we think things that are hurtful, whether it's with our kids or our spouse or the people that we work with, our family. And I have to tell you, I think that the way that Satan starts to get to us is by making us think things and using things that have happened in our life that make us think and, and suddenly it snowballs into, you know what, I don't like my wife anymore. It happens. You know what? He's always not doing the things that I asked him to do. And oh yeah, by the way, he didn't do this the other day. And oh yeah, by the way, he said this the other day. And oh yeah, by the way. And suddenly it snowballs, doesn't it? And suddenly, mom and dad, husband and wife, are at ends with each other, and they're strung out. And it's not just moms and dads. It's not just husbands and wives. It's sons and dads and mothers and sons. And again, people that, that we work with, it's, ex, it's extended family. And we forget... We forget what it what it says in first what it says in first Corinthians chapter six. Paul writes, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. He says elsewhere that you were bought with a price, the price of Jesus' own blood. And so my encouragement to you this morning is to remember that. Remember and give thanks for, actually, that you do not belong to yourself. That you have been purchased. That you have been paid for that you have been bought. Sort of like what Mrs. Menning was talking about here with the children. Again, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And we just tend to think, that in, and again, it shows up in the things that we say, in the things that we think, and in the things that we do. We tend to think that we are our own. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't have to go to church. Or, you know what? I can, yeah, I can, I can give my wife or my husband grace, but I don't have to. Or I can give my kids grace, but I don't, I don't have to because you know what? They've just been driving me nuts for like a week. I don't have to give this person grace or that person grace or that person grace or that 
for some grace. And I'm here to tell you and tell myself too, yes, you do. Yes, you do. That's what God has called you to. Remember that it was he who loved us first. Remember that it is you, you, who Jesus says every day receives grace upon grace upon grace. Never-ending grace. When the disciples go to Jesus one day and they ask him, well, Lord, how many times should I forgive How many times should I forgive my brother who sins against me? And they just sort of pull out a a number. Like seven times? (laughs) No. And Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven times. In other words, infinity times are you supposed to give grace. Infinity times are you supposed to give forgiveness. And I tell you all this, and I, I have not done that. I'm as guilty as anybody else. Enough law. Here's the gospel. Being bought at a price means that no matter how many times that you are short with your kids or your spouse, no matter what it is that you have thought about somebody or something that hasn't been good, no matter what you have done that is sinful or haven't done that is sinful, the same rule applies. You were bought at a price. The Apostle Paul, again, says elsewhere. In Romans chapter 14, he says, For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And so, no matter how many times that you have thought those awful things that you weren't supposed to think, and no matter how many times that you have done those awful things that you weren't supposed to do, and no matter how many times that you have said those really hurtful things that you weren't supposed to say, You belong to the Lord. You have been paid for. Your life has been bought. Your life has been purchased. And there is nothing on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven that can change that, that can take that away from you. And in just a few moments, we we will have the opportunity to receive that promise where Jesus gives us his own body and blood, the same body and blood that was crucified on the cross to remind us that we were bought at a price, the price of Jesus' own blood. And as such, whether we live or whether we die, whether we, whether we say the things that we shouldn't or, say, or don't say the things that we shouldn't or think the things that we shouldn't or do the things that we're doing, whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. What a gift. What an incredibly amazing, astounding gift. And don't let, don't let the stress of this season let you forget that. Don't let this stress of having to go see the in-laws, come on, let you forget that. Don't let the stress of, am I going to, I, I mean, am I going to be able to 
have the kind of Christmas that my kids are going to be happy with. Don't let that allow you to forget that. That you were bought at a price, that you have been purchased, paid for, won. And as Paul says, there is nothing. He says, I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Purchased, paid for, bought. The blood of Christ covers you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last. Amen. Please be seated. At this time we will gather our tithes and offerings. In the pew that you are in is a red sign and book. And whether you are a member or a guest with us, we ask that you would please fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by the donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Christmas, evening, Christmas Eve service will be Tuesday evening, December 24th at 7 p.m. Christmas Day service will be Wednesday morning, December 25th at 10 a.m. The Lutheran Hour is the church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message here to stay speaker reverend dr michael so long as there is time god won't leave us alone even if we say that that's what we want the message of christmas is that god has come to be with us and he's here to stay how do we know dr michael says god has given us both direct and indirect signs that point 
us toward his truth. Matthew 1, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Please stand. We're going to go to prayer here in just a moment. A couple of prayers that have been brought to our attention that we should include in our prayers for the day. Uh, Stephen Shane uh, praying for a speedy recovery. Evidently he fell at his shop uh, this past Thursday. And so we, we pray for his recovery. And then Landreth Verm has been hospitalized. So we want to include Landreth in our prayers as well. We go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, I give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us on this most special week that it's all about you, Jesus. So many things to give you thanks for. The ways you provide all our needs. The love we share as family and friends. But above all, thank you for coming down from heaven to redeem us as your own. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick. Those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues. Those who are hospitalized. Those who will be undergoing surgery. Those on the road to recovery. We lift up to you in prayer this day all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtid, Bob Dotson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda, Wayne Towers, Rosemarie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie, Mary, Nellie, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Phil, Tom, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Dennis Nost, Little Sutton Grace, Margaret Holly, Norma Kaiser, Roy Oberman, and Stephen Shane. All of these, Lord, we lift up to you in prayer, as well as though those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy, 
We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places, those who won't be coming home to celebrate Christmas with their families and friends. We lift up you in prayer, Christopher Smith, David Hessman, Luke Sharp, and Derek Moore. We think of all the first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we give, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, a special prayer for this upcoming Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Almighty and everlasting Lord, we honor you by many names. On this day, we reach out to you as Emmanuel, God with us. As we get ever closer to the most holy of nights, we adore you for leaving the glory that you had with the Father before the world began. We humbly ask you, by the holy mystery of your incarnation and nativity, to deliver us, good Lord. You who came that we might have life and be saved from our sin, be gracious to us and save us. Let the glad tidings we associate with the eve of Christmas be known to all people. Keep us excited about the real joy that is truly the meaning of this Christmas season. Emmanuel, Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communing, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament 
and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood, and for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
God loves me dearly. Lutheran hymns, some book three nine two, hymn three nine two.
Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, today is the last day to sign up for communion and wear care. There are still uh, some times and spots available, so please consider joining us in that particular ministry. Offering envelopes can be picked up in the narthex, the right outside here and to the left. And then here's kind of the schedule for this week coming up. Christmas Eve service uh, with the Trinity Lutheran Schools program is at 7 p.m. here on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day worship will will be at 10 a.m. And then, of course, uh, regular Sunday at 10 a.m. And then we are having a, same as last year, our New Year's Eve service. We will not have a New Year's Day, but a New Year's Eve service is to begin at 6 p.m. New Year's Eve service will be at 6 p.m. Uh, And I believe that's all the announcements that I have. I pray that you all have a very blessed, peaceful, and restful week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.